somebody help that poor submissive? Look, up there in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane? Is that a flogger? Someone's got to be having a good time. As the kink signal shines brightly in the night sky, we know that there is fuckery afoot. What kind of fucking town is this? No worries, as they've listened to the Gotham press beforehand, so all will be safe, sane, and consensual. Well, that's reassuring. Right? Yeah, but what's the Gotham press? What is the Gotham press, you ask? It's about time you tell us, don't you think? Well, I'll let the Cape Crusaders themselves educate you on that. No smart-ass banter? You are now listening to the world-famous Gotham Press Podcast. We did it. We did it. Hooray. Oh, we see them all. We did it. Okay, it's three o'clock. We'll get the show going. I was Dora the Exploring, and you threw off my groove. If you're ready. With your llama. Yeah, I'm ready. Are you ready? Are you ready? Awesome. Are you ready? Let's do this. To do a podcast. Welcome back, Gothamites. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Gotham Press Podcast. We are pleased to have you here. Some of us are more pleased than others. Uh, we even have our uh, whacking lotion out. Wanking lotion out? Is that what you called it? Mm. Wanking lube? It's just lotion. <laughs> Lubriderm. It's not even lubriderm. It's lubrid- lube <laughs> right into the name. Nivea, actually. Oh, it's Nivea. Get your brands right. That joke just flopped. Well, most yours do, but it's okay. Much oh, as Austin's joke flopped. Was it your floppy? It shouldn't wiener, be floppy. Floppy wiener, floppy wiener, floppy wiener. In Westeros, all the wieners are floppy. Uh, all the wieners. Is I that don't know. Thing? There's a lot of alive people in Westeros, so... Is that, is that they had to have not been floppy at least part of the time. Is that song from something, the floppy wieners? The song, song? that he sings is from South Park. Mm-hmm. The floppy wieners are all from Game of Thrones. Yes. I don't know that reference. Have you not seen Game of Thrones? Uh, of course I have. Okay. Have you not <laughs> yes. seen the naked men with the floppy wieners? No, no, I'm on season five. How have you not seen any floppy wieners all this time? Right. I mean, uh, I'm not even looking for them, and I've seen the floppy wieners. I'm only on season five. They've been there since, They've been there since season, season one. one. Yeah. <laughs> have you never seen just a random man just standing naked? Nope. Yeah, full frontal. I'm going yep. to look over to Heckler. Is there really floppy? Yes, he's saying yes. There is. Yes, <laughs> we're not. Why are you looking at the floppy penises? Would we lie to you, Heckler? <laughs> Why did he notice and I didn't? <laughs> Marco, man, I don't know. Every as man as at this seat? table noticed. Hold on, Marco, as our guest in the background, well, I'm sorry, our audience member in the background is making a slapping motion. Like, how did you not see that? <laughs> Who? Behind the you. one behind me. Yes, right. the one I can't see you. him. Okay. We, we do have a live audience today. Right. We have Lord Sprinkle. Thank you for joining us, Lord Sprinkles. Much appreciated. He has he very, waved. very good slappy hands. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, a uh, quick shout out. Thank you to all our patrons. Uh, we very much appreciate you. If you would like to support our show, get on to patreon.com slash Gotham Press Podcast and give us a, 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 a click. Give us a donation. A-A-A. Become a a a a a a a a a a a a patron. Just throw a handful of loose change at your laptop screen and we'll get it sent Please don't do that. If for whatever reason you decide you can't or won't support us on Patreon, um, give us a review. Uh, click each Review each episode on uh, iTunes or whatever podcatcher you listen on. That really helps us out in the ratings. It really does. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you very much for the uh, reviews you've already given. We appreciate it. We've got several listeners now. So. Wait, I have a disclaimer. 
What's the Gotham Press podcast is not responsible for any broken computer screens that occur due to your attempt to donate. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. Well done. A log of quarters thrown at your monitor <laughs> is going to cause problems. Don't do it. Very much. Also, you know what we got to do, Greedy? What's that? We got to tell them where they can find us. Oh, in the show notes. Of in course. the show notes. And if you really want to get in contact with us, you can always call us. Our phone number is 805 303 1173. Oh my God, he got it. I did. Dude. And one High go. five. Hey, that was horrible. That was awful. Oh, there that's we go. better. That was nice. Uh, you just like the slap sound. Oh, Sonic. Mm, made my bottom warm. All right. So, past that, guess what? What? Disney's coming out with another live action movie. Yay! Are they going to make a man out of you? Oh, my God. <gasps> I'm already a man, but I understand where you're going with this. Some might argue. I got to say, that's, that's pretty good guidelines for being a man. Swift is a coursing river. I could do that. I could be that swift. That's, I could be Taylor with Swift. all the force of a great typhoon. Why would you want to be Taylor Swift? I don't know, because it. He said Swift, and I said Swift. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. I'm being a nerd. <laughs> nerd. She has a video where she's dressed as a nerd. I'm a weirdo. There are lots of women that have videos of I'm themselves dressed as nerds. Creep. I'm a weirdo. What, what the hell am I doing here? Okay, yeah. cut. Yeah, we're going to so soon. <laughs> I love that song. I do have, oh I do have a, an implement. So... Oh. Behave, you two, or I will use it. And okay. I have. Uh, wait, hold on. Our guest doesn't have to behave. That's, he does not that's have to not behave. incentive to behave. Oh. Just, just so you know. Well, I was talking to them. Okay. And I have no say over you. So, you're, you're, you're safe. Brad away. We could have on the fly negotiations. No, no. Child, no bratting on the podcast. I always brat on the podcast. That's why people like to listen to my episodes. Hey, let's <laughs> let's let's talk about Mulan. All right, back to Mulan. <laughs> So, yes, Disney is making a live-action version of that. Uh, the trailer dropped today, yesterday? Today. Today. Well, it will have been, like, two weeks ago by the time this right, episode by, airs. Yeah. By the time you guys hear it, it would have been two weeks ago. But we just saw, we all sat, we watched it. It looked enjoyable for the most part. The micromanager pointed out that Mulan didn't cut her hair. Yeah, she didn't cut her hair. And where was the little dragon? Yeah, where was Mushu? Because all the littles are going to be sad. But there's no Mushu. I well, know because I am one say, and I'm sad. I'm not a little, but I was looking for the dragon. They may not, not a little. have shown Mushu in the trailer, but he's kind of a big part of the movie. He is. Because he's curious. kind of like her conscience, isn't he? I'm so curious was, if he was, if he's a, a part of the story or a Disney additive. But it's Disney making it, so they would put him in there. Yeah, I don't know, because the they, they took the mouse out of Dumbo. Uh-huh. What? They took, they took a lot out of uh, Dumbo. They took quite a bit out of Aladdin. Yeah. They've, I haven't oh, seen they've done some yet. editing and downsizing. I have not seen Aladdin or Dumbo. I haven't seen either. And I love Aladdin, the cartoon, but... Mm-hmm. The, the live action, I'm like, I'll catch it on video later. Yeah, I'm waiting for uh, DVR. Not I DVR. Went, I went and saw it. Netflix. With a boy. <gasps> With a boy? You want to tell us about it? I, I went into it thinking that they were going to skip half the songs, because that's what my sister told me, and it was not true. They, yeah. they did pretty much all the songs. Did they, they do a good job on the songs? They did a pretty good job on the songs. I felt like they added a second love story, which was kind of weird, but somehow managed to flow really well. Wait, a second love story? Yes, a second love story. You're going to have to watch it with the tiger. out. That would be great, but no. (laughs) Was there a tiger? Um, Yes, the tiger is in it. The tiger is in it. The thing that made me not like it so much was the, like, they added 
a specific song for Jasmine to sing over and over again, and it kept coming back to it, and it wasn't a particularly good song. It really wasn't up to the par of the previous music, but I do feel like a lot of people were giving Will Smith a lot of shit for taking over as the genie, and he really did as much as he could to pay tribute to Robin Williams yeah. While putting his own spin on it, I felt like he did a really good job, and I was appreciative of his genie. Okay, I'll, I'll say that. My big thing that I've heard, as I haven't seen the movie myself yet, is that everybody said, hey, there's Aladdin. He plays Aladdin. Cool. Hey, there's Jafar. He is a wooden piece of scenery in most of the movie. Um, really? I That's what I heard. I wouldn't say that. There was a little bit more focus on him, I would actually say there was a little bit more of him talking about why he was doing what he was doing and a little more understanding of his character, even though he was a villain, some things you could identify with, which I thought was well played on Disney's part. Really? Did they make him likable? No. Oh, (laughs) But just, they made him understandable to a point. Okay. So that you could understand that from where he'd come from, how he could end up at that point, and the juxtaposition of how other people came from that same thing and didn't go on that path. Mm-hmm. So people coming from low places and choosing to be good people versus choosing to be bad choosing people. to be bad people because they think the only way they can get something is through deviousness. Hey, awesome. Yes. I think we need to have a Disney night. As soon as the movie comes out for you know viewers that don't want to go to the theater to see it, we can do that. Okay. I'll, I will give it... A fair shake. Yeah, me too. I will gladly come watch it with you. Perfect. Uh, But I'm looking forward to Mulan anyways, because I love that story. I I also really love that story. It is a good story, yes. Which slightly ties into your topics for the day. And the the costumes look amazing. It's very true, it does. You'll hear about that later in the episode, listeners. What? Did you just miss our whole conversation? I just said costume. No, no. uh, What what, uh, our brat was talking about. Mulan tying into another topic for tonight. Oh. Uh, Very inspiring. I had a blonde for, moment. It, it, it works. Yeah. It works. Very okay. inspiring for people like me, I feel. Uh, has anyone seen any other movies recently? Oh, thank you for that lead in. <laughs> you Spider-Man. saw something? Oh, that's right. Spider-Man, Spider-Man Far From Home. Spider-Man. Yeah? Yes. I loved it. I. <laughs> it's funny. Stop. I had a friend of mine say that he hated it. He said... It was predictable. It the characters just seemed kind of blah. In my opinion, I'm like, it's a movie based off of a comic book. I understand you may you know be hoity-toity and want no. I have to have some deep level of understanding with every one of my movies. It is a fucking movie based off of a great comic book. Let it be what it is. I personally thought that it had a lot of connection with the audience because they went really well with the grief that the main character would be feeling and how he tried to, you know, continue with his everyday life while dealing with this like Lost. crushing grief that he couldn't really address and had no one to, to fill that role for him. Right. That was very real, important. Real quick, there will be some spoilers in this. You just have to deal with it. Oh, we need the spoiler music. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. So if you <laughs> haven't seen Endgame by now, Tony Stark died. I have not seen Endgame, but that's okay. I'm. I don't. I have the memory of an overworked brain, um, so I will forget that. Fish. Okay. And I'm not worried about it. Spoilers are fine. Spoilers are fine. Yeah. It made me cry a lot. See, Wait, at the end of Endgame or during Spider-Man? Both. I think I am a big crier, and I hate to go to the movies and cry. That's why I wait for Disney to get on Netflix or something uh, rentable because. I don't want to cry not a little. in front of people, and I I know I'm going to cry in game. 
You're, you're a lot of No, I'm going to cry. Yeah, there's a lot Yes, of there's, there's going to be a lot of crying. I hate when characters I love die. I just hate it. That's I think I cried at the first part of the end game. What if, uh, Infinity War. Thank Infinity you. War, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was... That was rough. In that, the theater. Yes. Which yeah. I my, hate My sim kid had like a full-on panic attack in the theater while we were watching Infinity War. Because both of us were freaking out when everybody died. Oh, I, I still go by the by my original thought of when they did that, when they went to the credits and they had that big, epic musical score. It shouldn't have had it. It should have just been silence. Yes, I agree. It should have been silent. Yeah. Because that would have just like stuck at home. It's like, oh. I mean, that. Nothing. That deep, empty feeling, it just would have gone it, so much deeper. And yes. Like, oh. Without that break by putting that music up, it just broke that. That feeling. That feeling, that calm. Yeah. Even though it was a shocked calm, it was still, everyone was just so quiet. And everybody still. was dealing with what they just experienced. I wonder if they did a trial run. You know how they trial different things? I yes. wonder if they tried it without music to see how the audience took it. And then oh. maybe it was too hard. And it was maybe, exactly, it was too hard. And I'm like, oh, we can't do that to our people, our fans, because... Me, personally, I would have been... Okay with that, but yeah. we'll as, see what happens. As far as Endgame went, though, I felt like they, one, tried to put too much into it because they had, like, certain things they had to have happen, and it felt to me like they were grasping at straws to find the ways to make those things happen. Like, the storyline just felt really rushed and not as well thought out as Infinity War to me. And also, they tried to tie off these weird loose ends, like getting Tony to forgive his father before he died, that it just wouldn't have worked. It wasn't enough for the years of abuse that Tony suffered at the hands of his father that it really alludes to through most of the movies yeah. for him to say he was nervous about his wife having a baby. Like, that is not a big enough connect for him to have with his father to fix those years of trauma. And I felt like that was just grasping at straws. Kind of shoehorned in there. Yeah, they just shoved it in there, and that's why they couldn't get the stone where they were supposed to get it because they had to go back so he could reconcile with his father before he died because they couldn't leave that loose end. And it just, Howard Stark was an asshole. <laughs> yes, yes, he and was. And they couldn't fix that with one shitty scene of him being nervous. Right, that's stupidity. I'm going to grab our conversation and go back, back to, to Spider-Man. Spider-Man. That's what I was about to do. I was letting you get this thought Because out. you said Tony Stark died, but you were getting somewhere with that. Yeah, so Tony Stark is dead. This is, this is the first movie. Post Tony Stark. Post Tony Stark and post everybody coming back from, as they call it, the blip instead of the snap. Come on now. The snap was just a great idea of what it was. It it really was. But I understand because nobody else knew that that was the cause. That's true. The only person that knew that was was widely known. Yeah. The only people that knew it was called were the Avengers. And I'm pretty sure they weren't going out and spreading the word about that. And it's really cool because (laughs) you have the aftermath of these high school students that come back. After the snap. And their former classmates are all older, older than them. Or, or have graduated. And you have to think, this is five years. Oh, you don't know yet. Mm-mm. Yeah. Uh, that, I'm giving that, confused looks. I, I am so. sorry. So real quick, what happens in uh, Endgame is the snap happened in Infinity War. Endgame, there's a time skip of five years to show what happened. You know, this is a five year later sort of thing of what happens. Okay. Too many and time machines. <laughs> Wait, so they're gone for five years? Yes. Yeah. Oh. They're and, gone for five and years. they don't go back to the original point to bring everybody back. They just bring them back after that five years. Okay. And they're all the same as they were five years ago. Right. So all the high school students in Spider-Man that come back from the snap 
are five years younger than everyone else that was alive at the time. Yeah. Got it. It was a great scene when they All were of kind their of classmates sh- have graduated and they're all still in school. Like younger brothers are now older brothers to some of them. Oh, that's yes. funny. It was great because they showed a scene where somebody was filming a basketball game. Yes, the marching band. Yeah, the marching band. They they showed the original scene where the snap happened and they disappeared, and they showed the next scene where the second snap happened, and they all and they all came back in the exact same spot in their marching band uniforms, but there's still a ba- another basketball game going on. Some people are running into them, and it was it was that was one of the best scenes. It was hilarious. Oh, wow. oh because they have a different choreography in their head. No, no, well, no, no because the they just reappeared. Five years later in, in the, the same spot, of, and there's a basketball, the game, basketball happening. game happening later on. Yes. Oh so the basketball gosh. players just suddenly have all these marching band people in the just middle of the in court the middle that of they're the running court. into. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yes. Back to the main story. It was great. Um, of course, Peter Parker has a crush on MJ. Of course. Of course. He has this grand plan, this grand scheme to say MJ's going to be mine. But then, oh, uh, one of the characters, the younger people that were not older, he has a thing for MJ now. Oh, no. And so now Peter so has to... So much competition. Yeah. I sense contention here. Oh, yeah. Peter has to kind of go up against him. But that's a side story. That That's a side story to the to the grand scheme of things. Because we have finally one of the Spider-Man villains that has never been in any of the movies. Goblin? He's been in several of them. I don't, know. Don't, don't listen I know. to him. He's, he's, he's dumb. Anyway, <laughs> Mysterio. Which Ooh. a lot of people think Mysterio... How's he going to be a good villain? Oh, they they did a good job they on that one. They did an amazing job with him. Because it's not just Mysterio. It, no, not, not Rey Mysterio. <laughs> what? <laughs> what, what? What are you talking about, Greedy? Oh, nothing, nothing, nothing. Somebody mouthed something, and uh, I, I think I misread the lips, but... You did. Whatever. It was, I don't know who Mysterio is. Uh, and I wasn't even looking at you. How did you do that? <laughs> because I we can attention. tell by... Yeah. I knew exactly what was going on. I was just waiting for him to he say can read it. minds. <laughs> wow. He's a psycho. That was Yes. That's exactly what we are. <laughs> that was creepy. Psycho brats. Okay, anyway, continue, Mysterio. <laughs> anyway, with Mysterio, his big shtick is he in the comics, he was a special effects guy. Like a big special effects guy that turned criminal. And but he's really he's really good at what he does. So he can make an illusion that looks damn near realistic. To anybody that's looking. Uh-huh. So he would do that. He would make these grand illusions. And while people are focused on that, hey, I'm going to go rob this bank. I'm going to go steal all this stuff, yeah. uh-huh. all that. In this well movie. Well thought though, out. Very well thought out. In this movie, though, it's not just him. He's got a team. And the team that he gets is really great because it ties back into some of the earlier Marvel movies. Yes. With people. It ties back into the first Iron Man. and It ties back into... Um... Civil War. Civil War. Yes, that's the other one. Ties back into the first Iron Man, ties into Civil War. It's It's all people scorned by Tony Stark as he changed his company for the better. Yes. Oh. So now that Tony Stark's dead, who are you going to go after? Whoever whoever the new big superhero is. And everybody's looking to Spider-Man. Everyone's trying to push Spider-Man to be that new hero. Yes. Which is... A, a big pressure on him, which is what the movie is mostly about, is Spider-Man feeling like people are trying to force him to fill Tony Stark's shoes. Because he's still just a high school kid. Yeah. He's still just a kid, yes. Mm, sounds uh, good. A lot of responsibility there. I do love Edith. Edith is, Edith is pretty great. Is he a target? 
<laughs> yes. Edith is, you, you remember Jarvis from the earlier movies? Yeah. Tony yes. Starks? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Edith is a new version of this. And what was Edith's acronym? Even e- Dead, I'm the Hero. Yeah, Even Dead, I'm the Hero. That oh. was the, <laughs> that's what Edith stands for. Made wow. by Tony Stark, of yeah. course. Yes. <laughs> so humble, too. So I know, so humble. I did feel like there was a slight discrepancy between Tony Stark's characteristics in the Spider-Man movies versus his characteristics in the rest of the Marvel films. They seem to take him kind of back to his like womanizer, playboy type personality and persona in Uh the Spider-Man movies. Whereas in the rest of the Marvel movies, he's really moved beyond that by that point. And he's a lot less yeah, um, okay. I get you. irresponsible and a lot more trying to save the whole world. Like the whole point of Age of Ultron is him trying to build a suit of armor around the world because he sees what's coming. And I felt like in the few scenes from Civil War where he's talking to Aunt May, that kind of made sense because it was his like nervous talking. Yeah anxious everything's going on but then they really played off of that for both the spider-man movies and i felt like it was really out of character for him at that point i might in the second in uh, far from home he's really just he's not there there no he's not there but in in the clips from civil war and in spider-man homecoming mm-hmm. they really okay homecoming of I, I got backed you. up his persona yeah to the earlier iron man films back to the to the main story you know what I, I want to do the spoiler at the end, but I don't because that is a huge... No, don't do the spoiler huge at the end. Spo- there are two huge spoilers in that movie. Well, there are two huge, huge story points in that movie. So when you go to the movie, mm-hmm. enjoy the entire movie. When I say the entire movie, both the after credit scenes. Movie. Oh, I always... You, both after credit scenes have huge implications going forward. Okay. I always, Man. always, always watch those. But it's something I will spoil because it's fun. Did you see the uh, Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies? The like Spider-Man two, two and three, the one where you was uh, Tobey Maguire. Yeah, 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 of course. J. Jonah Jameson. Yes. H.K. Sim- was it H.K. No, J.K. Simmons. No, shit. Why can't I think of his name? Go. Help me. Somebody. I'm, I'm waiting I don't on you. Know who you're talking about? You know, anyway, the guy who played who played J. Jonah Jameson in those movies, they brought him back for these. Spider-Man movies. Spider-Man is a menace. He's a menace. <laughs> And I was so happy. Like, the theater I was in, people were like, oh, yes! Oh, that's I was the only one in my theater that did that. I, like, shouted, like, yes! And the whole theater was just like, what? Oh, those poor people. I love when theaters are interactive. Yes. And they clap and they scream and they that, that was definitely an interactive moment if you've been with the Spider-Man character since those yes. original three movies. Right. Yeah. That, that was perfect. That's fun. Not to mention Spider-Verse, where they reference the third movie. <laughs> but he's in the Spider-Man outfit. Yes. Instead of, like, with his emo hair. He's yes. Like, doing all the cringy things. And they're all, we don't talk about that. As they shouldn't. As they should Needless to say, I enjoy Spider-Man. I enjoyed Spider-Man. You guys will enjoy Spider-Man when you see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we will. Yes. We got to go see that. It's very well, good. We should go see that. You want to go see that? Sure. I will go again. I will go many times. It is well worth it. We have Heckler's agreement, too. Even if I'm right, not then. invited. He's going to show up in the theater. I'm just going to climb in the back of Greedy's <laughs> shirt and, like, drive <laughs> him into the theater. It's going to be great. Uh, I'll get permission from, from uh-huh. your mistress first. Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> yeah, I'll be like, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh, we'll be but, a whole new version of two men in a trench coat. <laughs> uh, all right, we're going to move forward, though. Spider-Man. Love it. We'll... 
Watch it again, I'm sure. We have a word. Word, word, word. What's our word? It's bird. I'm, lo- I'm looking know, to Greedy to, to say the word. I will use uh, this. I will use this thing on you. Oh, it was uh, uh, Goober, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. The Goober. The also, goober. if you've seen uh, Into the Spider-Verse, that word will have a whole better meaning for you. Is that because everybody was eating chocolate-covered peanuts? <laughs> Not exactly. That's exactly why. That's. <laughs> I mean, that's was, exact... were they like a, a promo you know, everybody yes. holds up the box Every of Goobers. Every single person has a box of Goobers in Into the Spider-Verse. Like hanging out of their pocket. At every moment. Every scene. Every so, person. So wow. Goobers, Goobers is this movie's shawarma? <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like how you kind of tie those in, but no. Uh, That's the spoiler at the end of Spider-Man, right? <laughs> yes. The last yes. scene. Everyone's having Goobers. The last scene Truck is loads that of Goobers. 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 Brand has purchased Marvel. And that when you is... leave the theater, you get a, a coupon for Goobers? Complimentary Goobers. No, you get one Goober, and it's got, like, some lint on it. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's a couch from Goober. A box. Yeah, it's a couch Goober. No. Uh, <laughs> couch Stop Goober. this train wreck. <laughs> Save us. What is Goober? Okay. So, Goober is basically in a movie... Every movie has some, not every movie, but a lot of movies, like sci-fi movies, hey, I have to get XYZ thing to save the world. That's your goober. Whatever that thing is. It's the device, the thingamajig, the item, the whatever it is. Whatever it is that is in that movie or story. That gives the story a reason? Correct. Sort of? Yeah. Usually, so, so usually with, uh, a glorified flash drive. So the, so the one ring, that's the goober. So with M. Night Shyamalan, the plot twist is the goober? That's yes. God. Wow. Yeah, that's the goober for Because me. none of us ever see it coming. Right. I think you pronounced M. Night Shyamalan a ding dong wrong. I agree. I, I may have. Shyamalan yeah. a ding dong for I, sure. I, Definitely. Consider my, which, consider my uh, pronunciation corrected. M. Night Shyamalan a ding dong. Thank yes. you. All right. I always call it M. Night Shyamalan. Shyamalan. Speaking of llama. Llama? Llama. Because someone said Shama Llama. Llama face. There's a llama, there's a llama, and another llama. Yeah, last time you got a new llama. Do you say that llama? Llama duck. I have. Llama duck? What? Have you never heard that song? No. What's What's the llama song? talking at the same time. I'm sorry. uh, There was a llama song. Please. uh, You got a llama last time. I I got a llama last time, and he is now going to be part of my mic stand. (laughs) But he needs a name. He's our mascot now. And he needs a name. So I would like to put it out there on Discord. Please give me ideas. There is a picture of him on FET. I can put it on Discord as well. Yes. Um, give us some names, and we're going to vote on him uh, next recording. The name Dolly has already been vetoed. Yeah, I said no. Yes, no. <laughs> I thought Dolly Lama was clever. I really like Shama Well, Lama that's Ding the Dong. problem. You thought you were clever. Hey, that's enough out of you. <laughs> you don't need your help. You just need me on the podcast. That's all. Basically. <laughs> So, do you guys know what I did this morning? What did you do this morning? Sex. What? Do you know what I did after that this morning? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I, wait, wait, more sex? I heard. <laughs> um, I was perusing on FET, and you guys know I am never on FET. But you're on more yeah, now because I was on you this become. morning, too. I, I, don't, I don't normally start my day with FET life, but I woke up this morning, and I was, for whatever reason, compelled to get onto it. Me, too. That was so freaking bizarre. And did you read the amazing writing? Yes. About the party last yes, night? Yes, I did. And for those of you who haven't read it... Uh, you all suck. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Go read it, it. It was about a new person going into the dungeon scene for the very first time. I haven't read it yet, so can you tell me what is so great about this writing? So have you ever taken someone, a child or an adult, who's never been to Disneyland... 
And you know it's going to be epically fun and it's going to be wild and they're going to be so excited and you're going to witness their first time and it's going to feel like your first time because you're witnessing them and you're excited for them. Okay, so not that specifically, but when I went to go visit my family back over the Christmas holiday, I took my younger cousin to go see Into the Spider-Verse. I know that he's a fan, but he hadn't seen the movie yet. Mm-hmm. It's not quite on that same level as going to see a whole theme park, but to see the, the initial reactions, and because I read the comments, I knew, like, when I first saw it, I knew certain story beats were going to be hit, but he doesn't. So he didn't know all these things, so it's just seeing his reaction. Like, oh, oh, oh my God, oh, wow, what? You know? Right. So, yes. Right. So, reading this article that he wrote, I'm going to call it an article, it made me feel like I was witnessing the dungeon for the first, for time, the first again. time again. That excitement and that joy and the emotions and the, the fear and, and the, the not knowing where to look and then just feeling the sexy over here and the hot over here and the, oh my gosh, the pain in front of you and the turmoil and... and Man, it's been so long since I've had that. Oh my, I, I remember that, but it's been so long. It was, I think we it, all remember if, it. If I can say, you were actually talked about oh. briefly. Okay. Um, because you happened to be in there doing a scene while he was watching. Oh, okay. Um, now I really not need by to name. There, yeah, Not by do. name. There was a lot of stuff happening because I happened to be in there as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, we were both in there for it, at least part of what the writing was about so that really put a different perspective on what we had been watching which had been giving us similar feelings oh perfect okay okay so so i've got consent i can i can share that it was thief of dreams that wrote this uh and it it is a phenomenal writing we're going to tag his uh tag the tag the link for this writing in the show notes so go on to it read it okay because if if you're if you're new to the lifestyle especially if you're new to the lifestyle this is how it feels you know you you get you get the adrenaline rush you get the the trepidation of do i want to go do i want to see this do i am, am i am i okay doing this and then you get in there and it's relief it's peace it's and so different than you could ever expect it to be. Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you, Brad. I, that's exactly what I'm after. Uh, it, he captured it eloquently. He captured it so well. I, I really felt like then I could relive last night through his emotions and his excitement and fear. And, and it just put me back in that space 20 years ago when I went. To my first dungeon party. Yeah. My first dungeon was much more recent than that. It was about three years ago. But it was definitely that same feeling that when you step into this local play space, the energy of this community is so different than any other experience I've ever had that you can feel the connection with everyone playing in that space as soon as you walk in, whether you've met them or not. The people that you know that are playing just amaze you every time. But that first time, there's never anything like it again. And we got to revisit that through this writing of what it felt Mm -hmm. like to step into that space and see what it is we come here for and feel like you were supposed to be a part of it while still sitting on the outside and watching it for the first Mm -hmm. time. Very nice. And the fact that just being able to come into the building and socialize with us not in the play space and feel comfortable and and accepted was uh, was nice nicely written too. So because we always do try to be really friendly to our new people and accept them and well, we want them to come back. 
Because we want them to come back. We want them to have experiences. We want them to have good experiences. Yeah, exactly. It's actually a comment that we get from most people that come from other communities is that we are very welcoming and our community often feels more like home to them than some of their home communities. Mm-hmm. I've heard that. Oh, wow. I'm just still blown away by it. I mean, it was a great great writing and, and it, it, it was just... Hats off to Thief of Dreams, because you captured in words what so many people have felt but couldn't describe. Yes, and so it was, thank you I for writing even, that. I would even recommend uh, placing it in our group stickies with the oh, yeah. guide to going to a dungeon the first time, mm-hmm. because it really captured that feeling in a way that nothing else I've ever seen has captured it. And it would be a great thing for anyone and everyone who has been to the dungeon or is considering coming to the dungeon to read. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Thief of Dreams. Yes, yes thank, thank you, you, Thief of Dreams. So we have a guest today. We do have a guest. Our oh, guest my God, we haven't... Hmm? Did we actually do the introduction for our guest? I don't think we ever did. No. Nope. Yeah, we're half gonna, an hour we're into the episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do it now. Hi, guest. Who are you? They know who I am. It's okay. Oh, But we wow. want you to tell them, who are you? Speak loudly and proudly. If I speak too loudly, it will hurt their ears, and then they'll be sad. Well, speak as loud as you feel you need to. Okay. Uh, I am a guest today, and that's me. No, I'm kidding. I won't do that to you guys. <laughs> uh, I have returned victorious, the Brad of Steel, to be a guest on the Gotham Press podcast once more to make more people listen because I'm more entertaining than they are. <laughs> wow. Well, maybe greedy, but yeah. Uh, so humble, too. So we were all sitting around one day talking, and we thought it would be really interesting to do a series. Yes, this series, we're going to call it the Alphabet Soup Series. That's right. Now, those of you that have been listening for a while, you'll remember that when we had, uh, who was our, not yours, when she was on the podcast, she was talking about how she was to be a therapist and trying to work with the LGBTQ plus community. And I told her, you should name your, you should name your practice the alphabet soup therapy practice because alphabet soup is how I, what I mostly call the LGBT, LGBTQ, um, I don't say know the plus. rest of the letters. Say plus. Plus community. So this alphabet soup series is going to be more so for those people that all those letters assigned to uh, deal with their life in the king community as well. He's looking at me. How you doing there? So intently. Intensely. Smoldering intensity. We just basically thought it would be really interesting to find out from all the different sexualities and what, gender identities and identities and I you I don't know all the terminology. So excuse me, all of you out there, but Beat just to up. know about the journey, the decisions that were made, how you deal dealt with it in the vanilla life, and how you're dealing it with with it in the kink life. So um, today we're starting our series with Jack. So tell us about your journey. Like, how long have you been in transition? Uh, For those of you that don't know, um, I am a trans man. I was born female, and I'm 27, and when I was 19, I started to transition to male. So my entire experience in this community has been as a man. And in fact, many, many members of this community didn't realize that I was trans until they looked at my FET profile. So I've been transitioning eight years. It'll be nine years in December and I've been on testosterone three years. Uh, it was three years in January. So it's like three and a half years now. That's the length. 
So with your transition, with your with your change, how did that work with your family, your blood relatives? So it started actually when I was very young. So when I was about 14, I went on a trip and I fell in love with a girl while I was still presenting as female. I never labeled myself as a lesbian because I already knew that I wasn't a girl. So that label didn't really fit for me. Mm-hmm. I just came home and told my family that I was in love. And the responses I got from people made it take years for me to come out as trans because I knew how they were going to react to it from how they had reacted to me falling in love with someone. Oh, wow. Um, that sounds my, very rough. My family was very upset. Um, my siblings wouldn't let me hold my nieces and nephews for like a year and a half. There was a lot of things about it. Wait, um, what? I'm trying to understand. They wouldn't let you hold your nieces and nephews? Did they think that they were going to catch something? or I... They probably did, because most of them are queer as fuck, so <laughs> it's probably my fault, but I'm, I'm glad to be the catalyst for that. I, I like to think that I was the one that had to come out first so that I could make it easier for my younger family members to exist in this family and be their authentic selves, which okay. is still a struggle for them, but they see that even though it's a struggle that they can do it, because I'm still, I'm still here and I'm still going strong and I'm not letting them stop me. But a good portion of my family still uses the wrong name and pronouns after eight years. Um, My mom only just started using the right pronouns in the last like two years. And well, that's still better than not using them at all at this point. Right. That's true. So a, a small percentage of my family has been very supportive and that's what I draw on for, Everything. That's family. What about friends? Did your friends support you? Did they outright abandon you? What what happened there? It was it was pretty split. I had a couple friends that decided that they were trans too at the same time, and then that wasn't true. So that was kind of rough because it wasn't true. Yeah, because they did that thing that some people jump on the bandwagon. Oh, because they think you'll. There are a lot of people who are chameleons who want to be whatever the person they're around is. But being trans is kind of a, a, it's a, a big, jump into yeah, the deep end It's on that. a big thing. So while I worked really hard to figure out how to transition and how to do it properly and what paths to take, as soon as they hit a speed bump, they quit. And I was like, well, if you're going to give up that easily and then go back on what you were saying, then you were probably weren't being very honest some people can never transition. Some people can't medically transition. Some people can't handle the emotional upheaval of transitioning. And that's a completely different thing. Every trans person is valid, whether they are able to transition or not. The emotional upheaval of transition. What, what do you mean by that? A lot of us lose our families. A lot of us end up homeless. A lot of us get discriminated against I know I haven't been hired for several jobs as soon as they see that gender marker, which hasn't been changed yet. They look at my face and see a totally different gender marker. I've not been hired for jobs because of that. I've. You're talking about the gender marker on uh, like your official documentation? Yes. Uh, in fact, I you... recently went to the hospital and they, to be fair, they were super nice. And they alerted me as they were printing out the wristband that I had to wear that it would have to have the wrong marker on it and they spoke to every nurse and doctor that was going to talk to me ahead of time to let them know that that gender marker was incorrect so 
it's getting a little bit better as the world becomes more aware and more accepting, but it's been, it's been a rough eight years. And as far as getting that officially changed, um, is there is like a long process for it or it used to be a long process you used to have a, have to have a letter from a therapist and have a doctor's note and a bunch of other things they recently changed it um and up until right now it had been a money thing you just have to write out a statement that you're not doing it as a prank or anything like that that you really are transitioning and then you sign it and you take that paperwork into the DMV so as of this moment I was just waiting to have the money to because you have to pay to get your new license right and I was just waiting because I figured I'm gonna have to renew my license really soon anyway I figured I would just do it at the same time do it all at once yeah because then I don't have to pay extra money true because some of us are broke bitches (laughs) (laughs) well as far as when you initially made that decision how did you come to that decision um I had seen a lot about trans Women. I had never seen anything about trans men before, so I, I was really at this breaking point where I was pretty sure that I wasn't going to be able to keep living. Like I was, oh. I was losing it pretty severely at the time, and I went on a trip to visit my brother in prison, which is kind of funny. And dancing <laughs> with the, <laughs> dancing with the stars was on, and my mom was complaining and saying that it it wasn't child appropriate to have that person on Dancing with the Stars and I was like what are you talking about wait this and is she was while like, in prison no no we were in a hotel room oh we were okay. visiting my brother in the prison and we would go stay in a hotel okay for a now, I now I understand because it was a trip to to go visit him and it was easier to just stay a couple nights and then we get to visit him for a few days okay um so we're watching tv in the hotel room So I started looking up on my laptop who was on Dancing with the Stars to try and figure out what she was talking about, and it was Chaz Bono. Chaz Bono? Chaz Bono is Cher's son, who is a trans man. Oh, okay. And he was on on Dancing with the Stars, and it was the first time I encountered someone who had transitioned from female to male. Oh, interesting. And it really just turned my whole life around. I, I felt that, you know, when you find a new kink... And it's just perfect. And you're like, there's that word that describes that thing that I want. Obsessed about it? Yes. Mm -hmm. That's that's exactly what it was. I finally found that word that described what I was. And by putting that into the internet, pretty much, it showed me this whole pathway that had been behind a wall that I hadn't known existed, a pathway other than taking my own life, which was the only pathway that I could see. As you were describing that, the song from Latin, A Whole New World, just popped into my head. Pretty valid. Pretty valid. valid. <laughs> just Chaz Bono and me on a magic carpet. <laughs> just floating along. <laughs> Except the river would be full of pollution and there'd be lots of earthquakes going on. We'd be like, ah, shit. <laughs> Not this world. Chicago. It's a oh, yeah, like, yeah. super, super polluted river. And earthquakes? And earthquakes. Well, no, the, the current isn't very the current isn't very polluted. I mean it's it's <laughs> greedy, just let it go. Just, uh, whatever. Moving forward. Moving forward. It's all good. <laughs> it, this happens sometimes. Tangents. It do. Anyway, that's what back to what you were saying. For. That's I was just it just showed me a different path. Just showed you a different path. And when you 
Do you remember that initial conversation that you had as far as, hey, I want to do this thing? I didn't. Um, I just started doing it. Oh. <laughs> you, you didn't tell your mom? No. You didn't tell um, her you wanted? I had gotten like a two-hour-long lecture for falling in love with a girl when I was 14, so I, I didn't tell pretty much anyone. I was like, I want to cosplay this character, so I'm going to chop all my hair off. And my mom was like, don't do it. And I was like, too late. It's already done. <laughs> like, it was... I had my first binder, my first chest binder shipped to a friend's house, and I just slowly shifted how I looked, and man, they were not happy. They were so displeased with me. They, My mom used to threaten to put to put my binder in a bucket of bleach, and I was like, those are like $40. You're costing yourself money because I might have gotten it from you. <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead, but I'll get another one somehow. Um, so at what point did they start to notice the change? I mean, at some point they had to say, well, hey, what is like, going on? From the time that we moved here and I started to hit puberty, I'd always been very boyish. Like, I wore baggy jeans and T-shirts and kept my hair short from, like, 12 onward. And there had been this whole situation where this total pedophile, now that I'm thinking back on it, it's super creepy, um, was heavily pursuing me. And when... And my family was very oh, maybe that will fix you because he's a man and you'll be oh, good. No. Like, So they they were very excited about this 23-year-old pursuing a 16-year-old um, and pushed enough that we got married before I turned 17. And when is he... Is that legal? It is in Nevada. Oh, wow. Which is where my dad took me <laughs> um, with this 23-year-old. And that was all to fix you. Mm-hmm. Because Finger you... quotes... Fits. Because my family is very focused on if you're a woman, then you have the power to create life, so you need to get married and have babies. Were they very religious? Um, they weren't for most of my childhood, and then all of a sudden my mom got really religious when we moved back to Kern County from Sonoma County, and that was very that was very strange for all of us, and she doesn't remember most of it. She was going through... She had, like, a really bad nervous breakdown. Oh. And had a lot of issues and had just gotten Lyme disease and a lot of other things. So Damn. she went like psycho for a while. So um, this, this idea of a, a woman needs to procreate is more like backwoods, old school thinking. My mom's a hippie. Oh. And the thing about my family that shocked me so much is they were very supportive of anyone that was not in the family. So if they met someone else who was a lesbian. They were totally happy for them and a-okay with it. But if it was someone in their family, it was not okay. What's the word for that? Hypocritical? Yes. Yes. Definitely hypocritical. So they pushed me into that and I wanted to please them because that's, that's my issue. But wait, you you hadn't, you hadn't started. I had not started transitioning yet, but I had talked to him about I had confided in him about like that I didn't feel right in my body and that I felt like I was missing pieces and things like that and he roped me in by saying he would help me with that oh so he was accepted by my family wanted by my family and then was very manipulative and very good at what he did 
Um, but I'm not really down for sex with men that don't treat me good. And it takes a lot of energy for me to be comfortable around people enough to be intimate with them. And I, so I lost my virginity to him and then wouldn't have sex with him after like a few months. I was like, no, I don't like this. It's not, it's not good. I'm not enjoying it. Like, and so he divorced me, which dodged a bullet there because that could have been so much worse than it was. And it, so for a very short time after that, I tried to be really feminine just for like a short time. And it was awful. It was, I have pictures. It was bad. It was bad all around. It was not good. Like, everyone looks at it and they're like, you're not seasoned yet. And I'm like, I <laughs> know, it's yet? bad. It's not done cooking. You're oh. not, you're still baking. <laughs> it's not, it's not the right, it's not correct. So, so yeah, that was my like last ditch effort before I was going to just end it because I, there was no way I was going to please my family and there was no way I was going to be able to do anything else until I found the right path. Okay. Mm. Hmm. I'm, I'm just trying to process all of this. I, I understand. Yeah. If, if, if you could have seen Greedy's face when, uh, when the 16 year old was being pushed onto a 23 year old, that, that kind that of strikes was, home for me. So, that was really, uh, that was gut-wrenching, that face. That yes, it was. I am I, really sorry you had to go through all that. That No one should ever have to be put through that. When you were, when you were talking about Don Juan, 23-year-old, whatever the fuck you want to call him, I, there are a few times in my life where I want to be violent. This is one of those times. He got a lot of karma. Good. He's, he's like a gimpy Fucking hunchback good. guy now. It's great. If right. I had my way, he'd have no kneecaps. Wait, hold on. You say a gimpy hunchback guy? Yeah. He no like, kneecaps, no thumbs. He like fell off someone's roof and fucked up his leg and his back and went oh. bald. And I was just like, wow. Oh, I'm not going to say anything because this is clearly karma. No kneecaps, <laughs> no thumbs, no scalp. He's, he's Greedy, on a tangent. This is recorded. We, we don't want you to get arrested. Oh, I'm not actually going to do this stuff. I mean, I want to, but I won't. I mean, I, I like not going to prison. Yeah, not going to prison is good. Hey, yeah. Let's go, let's uh, can I ask a less deep question? Sure. Well, you're going to say it's <laughs> Are less there deep, but are it's... there less deep questions? Well, I, mean, I just want to know how you came up with your name. So and you don't have to say it if you don't want the to. The <laughs> hilarious thing about my name is that all of my brothers have names that start with J. I have 8 siblings. So my parents got married very young. My mom was 16, my dad was 19. My, like, sister, my sister got with her husband when she was 16. Like, it's a totally, like, to them, seems totally normal. So it's kind of a family affair then. Yes. Um, so to them, it was totally normal. To some of my family that was living in Northern California, they were just waiting until they could step in. Like, they were trying to find a way to step in and help me and... Um, their continued support was what got me through a lot of the things I went through. But so I have four brothers and four sisters and I was the tiebreaker both ways, which <laughs> I think is hilarious because I broke the tie one way and then I broke it the other way. <laughs> um, now the fifth boy. So all of my brother's names start with J. All of my sister's names except one start with R. My name used to start with a B, which was... My other sister's name started with a B, so it was 
we broke that trend and then I jumped into the and other you trend. Broke other trends. <laughs> but I very like sneakily asked my mom what she would have named me if I had been a boy. Oh. Because I thought that maybe that would help her with the adjustment to feel like she had some input. That makes sense, though. On it. And so she was talking through these different names that she had thought of because we don't get, um, we don't find out the gender before our babies are born. That's not something we do. So, because I have a huge family, it's kind of ridiculous. But um, she was saying different names and she was like, but the one I really like is Jack. So I took that name and I rolled with it. And I kept my middle name, which I wish I hadn't done because my family uses it as an excuse to call me that name Hmm. instead of the name I've chosen. So that's because I was called by my middle name my whole life. Mm. So I just took one of the E's off the end because that changed it to the masculine spelling. And they've really like just kind of disrespected me with that. Yeah. So let me ask you this. You chose the name based off something to help your mom to deal with it. Yes. Are you happy with the name? I feel like it's it suits me better than I probably could have imagined it would. And when people say it, it feels right. Okay. Um, I Honestly, if I would have just done it without thought, I would have named myself Edward. Because I'm a huge Full Metal Alchemist fan and have been okay. for a oh, really see, long I was time. Say I knew you were going to say that. No, like, no. no, no, no. I, nobody should like Twilight. Nobody. Vampires should not sparkle. Mm. Unless we throw I, I glitter stand on by them. What you say? You like Twilight? Yes. I stand by my original statement. What? Nobody should like Twilight. You're dumb. It's okay, Lala. I drink. support you. Thank you. Yes, drink. We support you, even when you're wrong. Hey, Lala. Huh. Oh, they're making fifty faces. Jesus. So you were going to be Edward Elric? <laughs> no, Edward, and then my last name. <laughs> but when I had long hair, I dyed it blonde. Ah. Oh. Did you have the red jacket? I did. I had the red jacket. Okay, I had a custom-made red trench coat signed by both the voice actors for Edward Elric and Alphonse Elric because both really? characters wore it. And I went to a convention like. Four years ago, and my friend accidentally took my backpack home that had it in it, and he brought it to the college campus, and it got stolen from him, and it had my coat in it. And I will never get over it because I loved that coat so much. Oh, oh, that hurts. That's horrible. It really really sucked. Also, like, all my socks were in there, and that made me feel really sad. I I was like, I just bought those. (laughs) I kind of want to tag... do not know the voice actor for Alphonse, but I want to tag tag. Um, it used to be Aaron Dismuke, okay. um, and now it's Maxie Whitehead. All right, that's the new from Brotherhood. All right, um, there's some controversy around Vic Mignogna right now. Really? Yeah, some um, some concerning accusations by fans, by young female fans. Oh no. Um, mm. So I need uh, to reel you guys back into yes. our, <clears throat> to our series talk. To a series talk, yes. yes. Yeah. Is there any advice that you would give to someone wanting to go through the transition or and afraid or anything that would be encouraging to let them keep going? It's okay. going to be slow. It's going to be slow. Um, you're going to want it to go really fast. 
It's not going to go fast. That's not how it works. But the slow is going to be worth it. You will feel more like yourself than you ever have before. You will be more comfortable. You will be happier. Just let it go slow and don't give up when it goes slow. That's good advice. I like it. I think the same advice can be applied to the kink life, too. Right. People come in in that frenzy. It's very similar. It's a very similar feeling. You get really frenzied about, I'm going to be a sub. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I want to play with this person. I want to be in there getting beaten. I'll do anything you say. I'll do anything to make it happen. And then as you grow in this lifestyle, in this community, and you have healthy people around you, you learn it's not going to go like that. It's going to be slow if it's going to be healthy. Yeah. And real quick, yeah. I don't think we spoke about it on this particular episode, but how do you identify in the kink community? I am a service-oriented submissive and a an age regressor, so I have a little space of about five years old, um, which I like to say is to live out the male childhood that I didn't get to live out. Okay. Um, and five is just that age of still innocent and learning things and it's it just feels right and then i'm also a pet player i pet play as an arctic fox named pharaoh and my handler is anemic princess on fet she's been on previous episodes with me um and i co-run our local pet den group in the bakersfield community which is called bakersfield pet den yes it is it's a very fun time lots of romping so much romping and chewing up paper. And stealing... <laughs> up paper. Um, and, and stealing slippers. Yes, mm. stealing slippers. Mm-hmm. Leave yes. your shoes outside the romp area. We will eat them. Yes. Yeah. Wow. I made that mistake on accident. <laughs> he really liked your slippers. And I had to, like, stand really hard and strong. <laughs> he was determined. He, he was going to get him. He got... He got. I've, seen, I've seen the pets mm. tackle... On more than one occasion, mm-hmm. somebody that accidentally got into the uh, area. We tell people, don't walk quickly through the area. Don't run. We will get you. And people are like, I can surely I can run through here and they won't get me. And then they're on the floor <laughs> and they're dog piled. Challenge accepted. We're going to get you. Well, I think that was a really good start to our series. I agree. It was a very educational, very informative start. Thank you very much. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me. We're always happy to have you on. They did a grown-up, and they actually asked me this time. It was pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Did we not ask you last? No, you were just like, we're going to record tomorrow. You should come be on the episode. That sounds about right. That sounds about right. Hey, awesome. Let's do something silly now. What you want to do? Let's do a drop pickup. (laughs) (laughs) We can definitely do that. All right. All right, let, let, let's see. Let, let me pull up, say, a drop pick up here. Rat. Okay, rat. Cool. I think it's from Antarctica anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um, who's reading this? You and I? Uh, Greedy and I? Wait, would you want to read? I don't, I don't have the ability to read, so one of you should Hey, rat. No, you guys do it. Oh. Uh, okay. Okay, right. well. Uh, I want to listen. <laughs> awesome. I'll, I'll take Odd or even. Micromanager, verify. I'm watching. Okay, odd or even? Odd. It was even. Okay, I'll so, read. So you're reading. What? Why don't the both of you read? 
Oh no, no, no. No, uh, that would that would be. I we we would have to work on uh, synchronizing our reading just to make it sound demonic. This is a drop pickup, man. Drop pickup. <laughs> Shall we drop this waiting, pickup? Waiting, waiting, waiting. Hi there. Hello. How are you? I'm Rat. I'm good, thanks. Are you new to Fet? Yes. Man of many words. Can I help you with something? And that's been your dropped pickup. <laughs> <laughs> we really wanted to put like a dial tone right there. <laughs> oh, I, I will be. I will oh, okay, be. Good. It'll have the dial tone. I think that's going to be funny. That's hilarious. Hey, you guys. Yes. I didn't have to use my crop today. Congratulations. I'm so proud of you both. That's just because you couldn't reach them. Oh, well, <laughs> I will get this out of true. this chair. I'm not Promise? afraid. You, oh. Oh, yeah. It's you are a brat, aren't here. you? Why is everybody so surprised by this? <laughs> I don't know why it's they are. It's in my name. It is in your name. Hasn't it always been Our local been gorilla looked at me while I was bratting not too long ago and just looked so utterly shocked. And I was like, <laughs> I've known you for years. You've watched this. Why don't you know? That was pretty great. That was, that was pretty great, though. Hmm. I would agree. This has been a fun episode. What do you guys think? I enjoyed it. I really, really did enjoy it. I enjoyed having our guest. As did I. I enjoyed having you two as well. Lie. Well, I don't think you enjoyed having me. He didn't enjoy having me. He might have. It's in a three-way. It's okay if it's in a three-way. With a honey in the middle, there's some leeway. Because everything's better than one, two, three. Real Hey, hey, don't make me use this. Three-way. Don't make me use this. Promises, promises. All right. Let's do final thoughts. Captain Awesome, final thoughts? Final thoughts are I've learned a lot that I didn't realize about the struggle that uh, a trans person has to go through. Yeah. Micromanager Lala, final thoughts? I agree with what Awesome said. Uh, There were a lot of questions that I had that you answered, and I appreciate that because I always feel so lost and confused and inadequate to try to talk to people. Trans, not in a friend way, but just like. <laughs> okay, okay, you're 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 rambling you're, here. You're digging a hole. <laughs> Would you like a shovel to dig it just a little bit deeper? <sighs> All right, hey, read articles on FET because they're amazing. Um, don't just look at the pictures. Don't just look at the pictures. Yeah, the, the pictures, pictures are, are nice. good. Yes. Don't forget to send a name in for the llama. A name on in? Discord. A, a name for the a llama. Name. A name. A name in. Uh, I, I heard, I heard, don't forget to send ne- send a Neiman. I, that's what and I heard, too, about what she meant. fuck is a Neiman? <sighs> My final thoughts. I love doing this podcast. I'm happy you do. Hey, I agree. Final thoughts from podcast. you? I, I have had very few times where I've felt angry on the podcast. Um, You're I'm welcome. very glad to say that it wasn't for anybody on the podcast, and if said uh, douche canoe ever comes onto the podcast, then he may not make it off the podcast. Why would we invite anyone? We would not. We would not. Let's let's have a different final thought. Let's have a positive final thought. I don't think greedy gets positivity. We love you more than you possibly know. And we are grateful to have you in our community, Brad of Steel. Thank you for being here with us. And thank you for coming on to our podcast today. He's just trying to make me cry on the podcast, guys. That this was lovely. I do that. I ask my mistress. I'm a bastard. I make people cry. But in a good way. 
usually. We're going to have a huge repug after this list. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Do you have a final thought? Um, just be patient because you'll, you'll find a place where you actually really fit in, where you find the people that really love you and care about you and don't settle for the ones that are stabbing you in the back and not supporting you because they're not worth it. Very nice. I think that pretty well closes it out for the day. Definitely. Yeah, I agree, too. Hey, listeners, this is awesome thing. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for listening to the first in our series of Alphabet Soup. <laughs> and, uh, you know, as always, when you get out there and you're in the middle of the dungeon with the first timer or a long timer, don't break your toys. Don't break your toes. Or they won't come back. Or they won't come back. Thank you very much. Because everything's better in a one, oh, two, God. four way. Anyway, listeners, <laughs> we are out. I want my dog pal hug. Okay. Let's do this. Bye.